Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. <laughs> Things that just happened right before we clapped. Katie put the biggest piece of ice in her mouth. <laughs> and then we tried to go. And then she just kept chewing and Cause... saying, it was so much bigger than I thought it, it was, was going to be. so much bigger. It just, it wouldn't crack. My teeth couldn't crack it. Boating really well for this podcast. It was good, but you know what was really good? Our clap was almost at the exact same time. Again, really? reminder to anyone who listens to us in order to sync up our audio because we're super high tech, Kimberly and I do a one, two, three clap to sync it up. And we are never, never on the same clap. She's always a no. little bit after me, but this time was pretty dead on the money. I know, and I feel very off. I'm very tired. So I think I got heat stroke yesterday. Oh. So my clapping ability has improved. Kimberly had a yard sale and I, I attended and bought some items. Yeah, you bought the chair that my butt sat on for 12 years. I did. So my butt jeans are going with you. I couldn't let that go to a stranger. That's not going no. to a stranger. That's coming. That's staying in the family. It's with me now. And there was a huge chunk of my hair. Which was really gross. And I threw it away. You did? Yeah, it was gross. It was like a really... It was like a ball of hair. The girl who sold it to you said that you were excited about the clump of hair. I laughed because she kept saying, you have Kimberly's DNA. And I thought she was as- as- assuming she meant the sweat equity in in the chair itself. And yeah. then she shows me the ball of hair that's attached. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I feel like that's going to attack cockroaches. Like it's going to attract cockroaches. My hair? I don't What's know. Do they hair? build nests? Do cockroaches build nests? Maybe, but out of hair? It looks like a roach nest. Oh, that's not nice. You know, it was you so... You should have said it looks like a, a tangled ball of sunshine. It was 15 years of balled up hair that I'm assuming had been stuck in the wheels that then all conjoined on itself. This is gross. We can't talk about this. What is this episode about? Because this episode is great. This episode is our first... Um, in the A Summer of Secrets series. Did I say it right? You did so good. Yes. Yeah, that's it. It's the first one. We just recorded one the other day, but that's going up for Patreon. And it's very uh, rated R. It's a rated R one. It is. It has to be This one is rated PG-13, but it's still great. Yeah. This is one of my favorite Datelines of all time. This episode I have loved for I say feel bad saying I loved it. Someone died, but this is one of my favorite episodes. You enjoyed watched this it. episode. I enjoyed it. I it's on my DVR twice. What it's been in my Dateline on ID Network folder for like three years because I sometimes rewatch it, and then it's the new one because they just re-aired it again. Mm. So it's literally on my DVR twice. So should we get into it first, and then you can explain the top five reasons why you think this is one of your all-time favorites? You... I haven't analyzed it, but I like it. I'm going to analyze it. Okay. Okay. So this episode is called Secrets in Pleasant Grove. It is season 22, episode 9, November 13th, 2013, hosted by Keith Arlene King. We are doing, I just want to say again, we're doing our secret series, but this is also kind of in the vein of our series of people that God wishes weren't religious. Oh. And we'd stop doing things and claiming they're doing it with him in mind. It's bad. But that didn't happen in this one. He didn't, but he leaned on the religion quite heavily. The 
religious institute was a place for part of the scheme to happen. Correct. No, definitely. All right. I'll give you that. And also... A point of interest in the story. It's a point of interest in the story, too, because it's a horrible crime. And this particular branch of Christianity... This is not a branch of Christianity. Yeah, it is. You would not consider it a branch of Christianity? It's not a branch of Judaism. There are other religions. They believe in Jesus. Well, yeah, I guess. What do they call it? Latter-day Saints. The... (laughs) Correct. We should also explain this is we're talking about we're talking about LDS. Yeah, we're talking about the Church of Latter-day Saints. Um, this is a time that we need Greg to explain the definition of Christianity. I felt like it was Christians were born yeah, again and pro- believed no, in you're Jesus. Probably right. You're probably right. I'm trying to think of my Book of Mormon knowledge. I'm trying to think of that's the not going to help you. All American prophet. It's a really but good I song think- that teaches about the history of mormonism in a funny way but they believe in joseph smith correct but then they correct. also believe in but jesus was a prophet too correct and so, jo- so was joseph smith in america yeah you're right all right we're, we're getting into a theological discussion way too early what episode number and y- when did this air originally pleasant grove yeah i already said both of those things cool i forget thanks Every time. for listening you're good um every time it's really I do that. sweet of you to but i do it I every time um so yeah so keith uh tells this story and opens it up by saying the story you're about to witness which is a very like twilight zone didn't they just say that in the twilight zone also witness which is interesting oh because you're thinking of jehovah's witness no i'm thinking because mormons go on a year long or a several year long trek after high school to witness no they go to preach the word of god that's called witnessing. No, it's called... Um, Are you going to argue with me about what that's called? It's called being a witness. Mm. Greg, back me up on this. We should just have him Greg on this episode. Greg is not a Mormon. No, but Greg understands what witnessing is. He's going to know that you're spreading the word of God, which is be- witnessing. Proselytizing. <laughs> is that right? Is that right? Did I say prostituting? You said you were trying so hard. You were going prostitutionalizing is I think what you got to. Prostitutionalizing. Is that right? No, it's no. No, it's not right at all. It's okay. Prof, prof, no, it's not prophesizing. It's um, proselytizing. Fellowshipping. Okay, no, no, you just move on. That's something else. Fellowshipping. You, they fellowship. Again, your Jew is showing. We got to move on. Okay. So, he also says, oh, what people do to each other. And then he starts by saying, there were these three women. And I, it's so funny when he does this and he talks like he's in like a riddle or like in the giving tree. And it's like, Mm -hmm. the boy went to school. What else was he to do? And then the boy returned from school. Do you remember that one he did? (laughs) And it was so weird. Um, This story is about a beauty queen. All right, a former beauty queen. Which some people thought was kind of a diss. It's a little bit of a diss, especially because she is beautiful. Stunning. Of course. Stunning. I mean, well, yeah, we saw pictures of her throughout the years. We did. She She was beautiful all the way up. All the way way until her last day. Now, she, the woman, is Michelle. She is married to Martin McNeil. And she was gorgeous. He's kind of creepy as F from the kind of the beginning, in my opinion. What is it? I didn't like those 
glasses. Oh, is the glasses? Yeah, and there's mm. something about that, his smile. He looked like Warren Jeffs a little. What I say? You said what all those super religious evil men look like like Warren Jeffs and Robert Bailey, Bailey, the one who thought he could raise people from the dead in Twisted yeah. Faith. Uh, he, they all they all kind of had that look. And dead behind the eyes. Pastor Nick, though. Pastor Nick, that's why Pastor Nick was so weird. Because Pastor Nick looked like jolly old Saint. He drank too much Kool-Aid in his mom's basement. Jolly old Saint Nick. He he looked like a Santa Claus. What? He did. He looked like Santa Claus. These guys all look like skinny little elves. But Nick was like kind of portly. Okay, so you're taking that one quality... Okay, this I'm just so so livid right now. Why? Um, because you were so mad at me when I thought that one guy looked like Hurley from Lost because he had curly hair. Right. And you think that Nick, who is a like 25 year old brown haired man, yes, with big Kool Aid lips. Yeah. Looks like Santa because he's a little chubby. No, would make a great Santa because he had a ruddy complexion. No, ruddy no, complexion. He, re- he really didn't. And okay, the kitties are mad too. <laughs> if you were to take, if ask someone on the street, what's one quality about Santa physically? They might say jolly or chubby. Yeah. They probably would say like white hair, white beard, of which he had neither. Again, I'm a Jew, so maybe I can't talk about sacred Santa, but really, I think they. I think you're doing exactly what you shamed me for, and so badly that Sean G was so not on my side until he re-listened to the episode and heard how irrationally angry you were with me about, about Hurley? the Hurley thing. But you know what? Now and it's he all... picked my side just to spite you. Here's the deal. In the words of the great Celine Dion, it's all coming back to me now, and or Meatloaf, whomever version of that song you listen to. And okay. I think you're being irrationally angry about the Santa Claus. You are berating me about irrationally Jolly angried onto first. <laughs> So that makes it better. That's not a very Christian Christian character trait. Well, of good which, thing I'm not Christian. Of which I won an award in the sixth grade for Christian character trait. Do you want to know what oh, my boy. award was for? What? Diligence. That, oh, what which were also, you diligent in? It's totally ridiculous because we all know my follow through is... Lacking. It's meek. It's like barely. It's rough. It's not... Let's a, ask Tammy. Let's ask anyone. If she's gotten her fiddle-faddle and how your follow-through is. I think we're looking up over a year on that promise. But but yeah, diligence. That's how little they cared. They just were like, oh, it's Katie's turn for an award. Let's give her diligence. We haven't done that one yet. Oh, it's so sad. It's like the Dundies. Yeah, it was. It was really sad. I don't even remember what the Christian character traits were. Alexa what? She just started talking. Oh, the Dundies. Alexa. Are Mormons Christian? You were right on that. Alexa, does Pastor Nick look like Santa Claus? I'm not sure. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. She doesn't know much, does she? No, she doesn't. It's all right. She's not um, diligent. No, that's not what that means. I know, but I wanted to use it. I wonder if intelligence is a Christian character trait. I don't know, but if you think that diligent and not knowing things are the same thing. Don't worry about it. Let's go. Okay. We are tw- Mar- we are 15 Martin- minutes into this, and poor Ooh. Martin. 
Doing good. Martin was a doctor and a lawyer. It's a little overkill. It is. That's like every Jewish mother's dream, though, speaking of being Jewish. Smart much? Yeah. I don't know. But And he was big in his Mormon church. So he and Michelle had four children and lived in Utah, and they adopted four more kids. Three from Ukraine. So that's eight children altogether. Wow. One boy? We meet One boy. We meet Alexis. She's the second oldest daughter, but she's kind of the main one in this version. This story has been told many times. So um, a couple times on Dateline. There have been at least two episodes of Dateline about it. And I know a 2020, I think. There's I been a I second? I know and I think. What's the second yes. episode of Dateline about? Is it Keith again? It is Keith again, and it's sort of one of those update ones, I think. Oh, okay. Um, and I could be wrong, but this is my how my memory thinks it. And there's one that's either a 48 hours or a 2020. I think it's a 2020. It's a 2020. It's a 2020 because okay. I saw some stuff yeah. about it. Yeah. It's also been on several podcasts, so you yes. might have heard it on the podcast. And I'm going to talk about that at the end. Including this podcast. You're gonna, you are hearing it about it on this podcast as you breathe right now. And I'm going to tout another podcast at the end, as I always do. Great. So uh, <laughs> things you can listen to besides us, people who know way more than we do. So Alexis is um, the – what? Every time you say Alexis, I think Alexa is going to go off. Sorry. She knows her name, Katie. Sorry. Who's the, she is who's, diligent. Who is – good Lord. Who's the oldest? Which means she knows things. Stop it. Who's the oldest daughter, Rachel? Yes. Okay, sorry. Rachel's a little more goth to me. She looks. She kind of looks more goth to me. Did, yes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Right. No. I think um, it's just the shape of her face. I think she's. It's just... the shape of her face. She wears darker eye makeup. Yeah. She's got um, sort of a hollowed out cheek. She's yeah. Thin. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Alexis is the daughter that uh, became a doctor. She's becoming a doctor mm-hmm. as this is happening after her father, like in honor of her father, who is a doctor, and. So I love both of these sisters. I love them. Like, they're two of my favorites that have ever been on Dateline. And so Michelle and Martin are happily married with the eight kids. Then middle age hits. Martin loses a ton of weight and starts tanning. And now this part, I've seen, (laughs) I I can't tell you how many times I've seen this episode, at least like 15. And I still don't quite understand what is happening. So Keith kind of looks up at the sky. So they say, she says, my dad started losing, he lost a ton of weight and he started tanning when he was having his midlife crisis. And Keith looks to the sky and says, hello. And I can't, and Alexis laughs. And I, for the life of me, I cannot understand. Is he, is Keith doing like self-referential because he is lean and tan or am I reading too much into it? Oh. And it's just like a, duh, that's a middle life crisis for you. Of now, course, that's what he's doing. Now, my first initial thought was that, uh, hello, yeah, midlife crisis approaching. Right. That's that's my uh, that's right. my thought. But then now, when you're saying that, because the way he looks oh, up kind really of made me funny. think he was like referencing himself, like oh, putting his funny. hands up, like look at me. But I can't tell if that's what's I happening. really wish we had a way to find that out. I, and I've seen uh, this episode so many times and I just can't get a read. I'm probably doing too much thinking, overthinking. No, but it. as you say I'm a, it, like, as you say Kevin it, from I'm, the office. I'm a textbook I'm, overthinker. You are a textbook but, overthinker. But I, I'm, I'm considering that as an option. That seems right. viable to me that he was, that's funny, huh? 
That's right. Funny. And I could never tell if I, that's it or if it's the classic take of just he's saying, well, yeah, duh, he's having a midlife crisis. Hmm. So Michelle, the mom, starts thinking about plastic surgery because Martin is fixing himself up. So she has a facelift. The surgery lasts nine hours, but it's a, it's a success. She goes home the next day. Her face is covered in bandages. Uh, Alexis, the doctor in training, stayed for like a week to help her mom heal. And then she goes back to med school. And Alexis calls her mom to check on her. And Michelle says, your dad's being so nice to me. And Alexis says, oh, that's great. And eight days after the surgery, Michelle is dead in a bathtub at age 50. And it's very sad. Yes. So that's where our mystery begins. So Martin calls 911 when he finds his wife in the bathtub. And this is a call for the ages. Martin should have practiced because he doesn't seem sad. He seems just really, really pissed off. Yeah. He seems so angry. Well, he's screaming. And he's being really rude to the 911 operator. Yes, like, he is. my wife, do you understand? Like, talking to her like she's an idiot. And then, is your wife breathing? She is not. Duh, I already told you that. God, mom. Yes, I'll clean my room. He's, Duh. He's so he's, mad. He, she says, do you know how to do CPR? And he's like, I'm doing it it's so like i do what i want god you think it sounds like that it does not sound like that to yes. me at all it sounds like shouting it sounds like i'm doing it that's like, it yes but it's not indignant it's angry it's, yes, to me it's pissed. like full full body yelling or screaming not like valley i'm doing it it's like no, no. I will rip your head off, you lady on the phone. Doing it. He's so, yeah. He's, I'm doing he, it. And then he keeps hanging up. And she's like, well, don't hang up, don't hang up. So she's like, yeah. So she's like, don't hang up. Um, but this, the thing that bugs me about this is if you could read what's, if you on the screen, they put the transcription. Mm -hmm. I don't know who does the transcriptions, but it's all periods. And it should be like five exclamation points yeah. after I'm doing it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who puts a period there? Yeah. He's yelling. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, so then she says, don't hang up. And he hangs up. And the first responders finally come to the house and it's too late. She's already passed away. So earlier in the day, Martin had picked up a safety award at a safety fair, which is kind of funny and ironic. He then picked up six-year-old Ada from school. She ran up the stairs and found her mom in the tub. Now, Michelle didn't drink or smoke, so they figured it had to be, have been the surgery. Martin thought she took too much pain medicine and fell down when she was drawing a bath. He said that she was face down in the water and her legs were up out of the water. But six-year-old Ada says that she was facing up with her head by the faucet in the fully clothed. But you know I think kids are little liars. So... And their memories are very faulty. Mm -hmm. So that's, I don't know about that. So About the position of the body? Yeah, I mean, well, we'll get more to it. Okay. But well, I don't know how accurate a six-year-old's memory is. I don't really know how accurate anyone's memory is. I don't know is. how accurate anyone's memory is. And I don't now, really trust anyone's memory. Now is the time that I'm going to reveal that I have watched 90% of this trial. Uh-huh. And they have, I think it's eight or nine witnesses. Yeah. That were 
in and around. All the paramedics testify. All yeah. of the police, the neighbors that come running in to help yes. him testify. Now, some and of they, those people came in after he had already gotten there. Correct. So he could have changed the position if he was doing CPR. But he and Ada were the first two that saw her before any physical interaction with the body they do but they still have everyone saying a different thing about how she was dressed what she was wearing what the position was etc etc whether she was wet or not wet yes so and i believe there was another dateline that we covered but i can't remember if it's one that we actually aired because we have a few in our backlog of that we haven't ever released where it was about if her hair was wet or not and that was basically what the case revolved around, was like if her hair was wet or not. It might have been the one with the floating hands. Do you remember the one yes, with the floating yes, hands? Yes, 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 I remember. But I can't remember if those are the same two cases or not. The one where she was in bed. Yeah, so that couldn't have been the same one. But there but was it might one have been because there was where a towel? it was like, was her hair wet or not? Had she actually oh, okay. been in the bath? I'll go back. I'll, I'll, okay, okay. So maybe our listeners can because they've they we have some repeat listeners out there. There we go. Um, this is when uh, Martin's behavior starts to get f- suspicious to daughter Alexis. That's in med school. Um, he had prescribed Michelle a lot of pain medicine, and he had well, he had had the fit, he had had the plastic surgeon prescribe several different kinds of pain medicines. He had basically told the doctor what to give her. And she thought, Alexis thought it seemed like way too much. And Alexis went to look for those pills after her mom died. And she asked her dad and the dad, Martin said, oh, the police must have them. Now, Alexis later finds out that his dad had had her brother flush them down the toilet. And when she asked him about it, he said it made him too sad to look at her prescription bottles. Okay. Then there's the funeral. Martin insists the funeral happens right away. In his eulogy, Martin is talking about himself and about God. He's talking to God. He's kind of yelling at God. He's like, Lord, I thought I was your boy. (laughs) To which Lord said, new phone, who dis? Yes. And... (laughs) He's then he says, Lord, you know what? It's okay. I've had such a good life. Like, it's okay that you took Michelle because my life has been blessed up until this point. Because it's all about Martin. Yeah. Right. So the, the daughters, both of Alexis and Rachel, are now starting to be like, What? We should is also going say, I mean, Rachel and Alexis, there's a span of ages here. Like there's they're obviously out of the house. And I don't know they where the brother the is. Older daughters. The brother seemed like he was a teenager, like maybe, nineteen at that though. Time. Yeah, maybe because there's four girls that are left in the home to be raised, and I think Ada, those are the four adopted younger youngest. Ones. Ada's not adopted. There's then there's four that are under the age of six. No, no. There's three that are adopted that are in the home, and then there's Ada, and Ada's not adopted. But they said they had four children and then they adopted four more. So that would mean the four that are adopted are the youngest. Um, Ada is one of the older daughter's daughter. They just what? Don't, they just don't talk about it. What do you mean? Ada, the youngest, is Vanessa's daughter. Who's Vanessa? Vanessa is one of the older McNeil, one of the four. It's Vanessa, Rachel, Alexis, and Damien, the brother. Okay. Those are the four natural children. Yeah. Vanessa 
had Ada when she was like 18 years old. Oh, okay. So Ada's his granddaughter. Kind of, but it's kind of a scandal, I think, because Mormon. So it's not really talked about. I guess it comes out later, but oh, that's are they what trying I to raise Ada as their own? So Possibly. it doesn't look like their daughter got pregnant, or that she was one of the children adopted from Ukraine. What? There's some weird stuff with the kids. Yeah, there's a lot of outside stuff on this. I should probably have not have said it so early. But yeah, isn't that bizarre? Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. There's some stuff. There's, okay. But also, it's weird to me that Alexis is kind of the one running the show, but Rachel's the oldest daughter. Well, I think just because Alexis is a doctor, that's probably part of her personality. Yeah. And she was probably the closest to her dad. She went became a doctor because of her dad. So I think she feels instantly the most, like heated about it no but actually i take that back she was the closest to her mom too because later on we'll get to some things that the mom was talking about only to alexis and who are and we are getting interviews with alexis and rachel only right none of the other kids and alexis i will say this on the stand alexis is cool as a cucumber oh yeah is exactly what you would imagine and rachel is a hot mess yeah, I could see that. She is Rachel's so much more emotional. Emotional. Yeah. Like but like yeah. has to take breaks emotional. And it's yeah. and it's many years later. So yeah. that's all I'm gonna say. Um you're saying I would get annoyed with her crying. Yeah, I had to fast forward a couple times because I was like, Come on. What's going on? Come on. <laughs> say your thing. I no, and Rachel. it's not that. She's really sweet. She's unbelievably sensitive. Like, yeah. sensitive to, like, things that are upsetting around Which her. Which is so funny, because, like, when you first watch it, you think she's, like, the goth one that's going to be the tough chick. N- she's she's not, totally not. She's super she, sensitive. She's yeah. very, yeah, she can't get through telling the story about how she finds out that the mom passed away. Yeah, it's very. No. Which is also awful anyways. I mean, all these kids have just been yes, through the ringer. of course. This is horrendous. Okay. And now they're sus- suspicious of their dad. Um, so the autopsy. C says it was a heart disease issue. Like she had high cholesterol and she had, uh, I can't remember, myocarditis, something like that. Myopathy. I don't know. Something. (laughs) Um, The drugs in her system were at normal levels, the pain meds. So case closed. Martin and Alexis start disagreeing about the little kids. He wants to get a nanny. And oh, does he hire a nanny? Alexis has to go back to medical school so the oldest daughter goth rachel says she'll watch the younger kids but he says no we need a nanny and we need one right now and we need to go to church right now to pray about it she thought that was really weird because he was like no we have to go exactly right at this moment to church to pray and also he wasn't that religious so and this is like in the week after the funeral this is yes immediate okay this is immediately after um so outside the temple they run into this mysterious woman who says how sorry she is about michelle and martin's like Oh, um, remind me your name again. Like he doesn't know her. And um, she says her name's Jillian. And a week later, Martin hires this Jillian to be the nanny and she moves into the house. He tells Alexis, who's at medical school, I found a nanny. She's perfect. And Alexis, who is so onto her dad, goes, what's her name? And her dad, again, pretends like he doesn't know the name. Even though he's literally just hired this woman to care for the children and she has moved into the home. And he's like, 
I think it's a Jillian, something like, I think, I think it's Jillian, maybe. And Alexis is like, dad, I know who that woman is. That's the woman that mom thought you were cheating on her with. So, boom. Before Michelle died, she had confided in her daughter, Alexis, that she was worried that the dad was cheating. So Alexis did a deep dive in her dad's life. She got the cell phone records and she found a number that was on there a lot. She calls it and a woman answers. So then she does a paid online search to find out who this person is. And the name is Gypsy Jillian Willis. And (laughs) Michelle and Alexis both immediately think she's a stripper. And Keith also is shocked by the name. He's like, Gypsy? (laughs) Gypsy? What is that name? Why are you making that face? (laughs) Gypsy is also the name of the girl in that Netflix documentary. Am I wrong? And maybe I'm totally wrong. What are you talking about? The one with the girl who was in the wheelchair. Yes, not Netflix. HBO. HBO. You're talking about the Munchausen. Munchausen mom and they killed the mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's that called? Gypsy. uh, Dead mom. Dead uh, mother. Oh, yeah. Mommy dearest or something like that. It's mommy. mommy. Dead dearest. Mommy dear. Mommy something. Um, Weird God, this is fiddle faddle all over again. But you know, but yeah, but Gypsy. uh, Oh, what's her name? That girl's name is Gypsy Rose. Gypsy Rose. Oh, so she was really named after Gypsy Rose Lee. And I was right. It was Gypsy Rose. And you were right. It was HBO. And it was called Mommy Dead and Dearest. Oh! So we were both right on the on the title. Both wow. right on the whole thing. We're smarter than that, we think That makes we are. me feel good about the yeah. future. Okay. Michelle goes to Martin with the info and says, I think you're having an affair with this gypsy person. The very next day, he suggests that she have a facelift. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Also, can we just say no man should ever tell a woman that she needs plastic surgery? Like, ever. Right. Like, under any circumstances. Absolutely. That's right? just a given. We're just, yeah. Even if you're just the woman's doctor, I think it's sketchy. So, Martin totally knew Gypsy and had arranged a meeting at the temple, pretended he didn't know her, and then Gypsy moved into the house and is taking care of the kids two weeks after Michelle died. Alexis and Rachel start digging further into their dad. They put up blog posts asking for info about him, and they find out about multiple affairs that he had. So I love that women are just like going, oh, yeah, I know info about your dad. I was sleeping with him. Sorry about your mom. Um, I just they were really detective work. Right. Um so they bring the info to the cops. Oh, they're also working with Michelle's sister, their aunt. Right. And so the three of them go to the cops and they say, well, this is pretty interesting. Let's look into him. It doesn't mean he's a murderer, but they actually want to look into him. So, so they, they get, start they get a lot of dirt on him for the cops to turn around from a case that's like natural causes, whatever. The- I think that guy, the the white haired guy, um, he's, I think, one of those good cops that actually listens. Yeah. And didn't just blow them off immediately and say, you guys, three hysterical women. And just, and actually was like, huh, something doesn't feel right. And was like, maybe he's doing something shady. We don't know if it's murder. So they start 
looking into it. And it turns out Martin had faked his way into medical school with someone else's records and grades. He is a real doctor, but not really. I mean, he got in by faking it. Mm-hmm. And then before that, he was convicted when he was way younger. He was convicted of forging checks. So that but that's not enough to convince the like the cops can't do anything with that about murder. So two years go by and Gypsy and Martin are living together in a love nest. Ew. Gross. And now makes me think of the roaches in my hair. <laughs> and why do you have roach what? You said my hair. Oh, well, your little hair nest at the bottom of your old chair. Yes. The daughters finally discover a provable crime. Martin had sent one of the adopted daughters, and I only say that she's adopted because it's relevant. Otherwise, I say, if you're adopted, that's real. That's really, that's all that matters. It's love. That's real? That's like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not putting a distinguishing mark on saying this is, oh, it's just an adopted daughter. I'm only saying that because it's relevant Understood. to the story. That's what I'm trying to say. But I um, like how, how it, it, uh, some people might think it's fake. Well, they might go, it's not his real daughter. And I'd be Who like, says that? F you. Yeah, no one says that. If you say that, stop That's listening terrible. to this podcast right now. You're a terrible garbage yeah, person. Are. And so am I, but not about that. <laughs> so... They they send he sends one of the daughters Giselle back to the Ukraine to visit her biological sister. She's sixteen years old. One day she calls her aunt Michelle's sister, and she's like crying that she's stuck in Ukraine. She's been abandoned there. So Martin had taken Giselle's social security and identity and forged it so that it was gypsies, which is unbelievable and this is because gypsy is how do you say financially challenged as keith puts it so by taking over giselle's identity how bad does your credit have to be that you're willing to steal someone's identity a 16 year old girl's and abandon her in ukraine well the question i think is how much did gypsy know what was going on and how much was Martin? Oh, I think was a Martin, lot. Like spinning a web, and it's funny. Well, you've seen the trial, and I haven't. But I. But think what's but a what's lot. funny is that I feel like well, we'll get to it. I'm going to tell you okay. when I flipped on this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Her, so her debt is wiped clean if she is now has 16 year old Giselle's credit score. So they forge a new identity for Gypsy as Jillian McNeil. And they start acting like they got married and that they're husband and wife. And here's the kicker. For me, this has always been just like the very worst. So bad. They use the date of Michelle's funeral as their marriage date. And that is diabolical. That is diabolical. Is that not diabolical? Yeah, no, it is. That it's is really sick. It's yeah, sick. no, there's poor taste and then there's diabolical. <laughs> it's really yeah, bad. It's yeah. Just- yeah, poor taste is like what it, I don't poor even know. Poor taste is picking your nose at the poor dinner taste table. Is getting up at a funeral and talking only about yourself and not anyone else. Like yes. that's one thing that'd be like, uh, that was in poor taste. Uh huh. But then this, or <laughs> we have a funeral story. I'm not gonna we say do. it, but someone's said something in poor taste. Yes, um, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Police arrest Martin and Gypsy for fraud. Still can't prove murder. 
but they have them on fraud now. Which is kind of great says, that they get arrested. It's great. Yeah. yeah. And Gypsy says she'll testify against Martin. And here's where the story gets even sadder, though. This part is actually really, really sad. The only son... Why are you looking at me I didn't like know that? which part you were going to talk about right now. The only son, Damien, the one who flushed the pills down the toilet, he believed in the dad. He didn't want to believe that the dad had anything to do with it. He became very estranged from his sisters over this after the dad went to prison for fraud. And he became so depressed that he killed himself. And that's sad. Like, that's... That's really, really sad. Yeah. And you're writing something down, and I don't know what. A reminder to tell you something else. Oh, okay. But no, it's it's awful. It's it's very sad. The murder investigation, and I feel so bad for the sisters. They lost their brother, too. First they lost their mom. Then they lost their younger brother. And they did. And and their dad's in prison. They also lost one of their adopted sisters, who's now in the Ukraine. I think they eventually get her back. I think they do. I think you're right. Uh, the murder investigation continues, but they can't do anything about it, really, because of the natural causes thing, that the autopsy says natural causes. But there's a new medical examiner in town. So they, <laughs> the police force, I know, there's a, rode on in on his horse. There's so a new they M.E. Force in town. Him, yeah. So they force him to look at, the cops force him to look at the case, and he changes it to undetermined. Now Martin is released in the meantime because he served his time for fraud and Alexis is legitimately scared that her dad will kill her or one of another member of her family or someone else because she truly believes it's a valid he's fear. a killer. Yeah. The prosecutor wants more and the investigator is trying. He's really, really trying to find something. And he's looking over the reports and it says on one of the reports that the EMTs did CPR on the scene on Michelle and she threw up a bunch of water or expelled it. And if Martin had been doing CPR, that would have already happened. And we know he did CPR because he screamed it at the 911 operator like she got his order wrong at Chili. I'm doing it! And I'm doing it! He's a doctor. He knows how to do CPR. Correct. So obviously it appears that he did not do CPR at all Mm -hmm. and just was letting her die. So they finally feel like they have enough and the prosecutor agrees with them. They arrest him and in court, the daughters and her sister, they're all holding up photos of Michelle, just of her face. So it's like she's there. It's like there's an extra row of people. When does that happen? When is is that picture taken? Is that taken at the beginning of the trial? Because it's a really striking picture of them all. Yeah, when he first comes in, he has to see we are all here and you have to look at her. That's amazing. Everywhere you turn is her face. Like face what you did. And the cops even say that if Alexis hadn't started pushing, he never would have even seen the case. It never would have even crossed his desk. So he gives her a lot of credit for it. The trial starts and they say he was laughing. Martin was laughing at the funeral, saying he'd have to get used to the life of the bachelor, of being a bachelor. Um, His behavior on the 911 call, he was so angry. And the fact that he hung up on them meant that it took them even longer to find the house. They couldn't find the house right away. And as a doctor, he would know that stay on the call with 911. Yeah, absolutely. When the paramedics, yeah, when the paramedics got there, he was acting 
erratic and scary. They were almost one of them said he was kind of in fear for his life. Yeah. Because or thought he was dangerous because he was acting so weird. He said she was head down in the tub, legs up. The six year old Ada says that she was all the way in and face mm-hmm. up. And I had seen other datelines or maybe the 2020 where they interview the neighbors and then you saw it online. Mm-hmm. The neighbors that had come to help him because he couldn't get her out of mm-hmm. the tub. Is that Correct. right? If I haven't seen those episodes in a long time, but that's what I remember. And they backed Ada's story, it seemed like, right? They uh, kind of. You want to talk about it later? Yeah, we'll talk about it after. But yes, they, they back that she is inside the tub face up. But gotcha. the moral of the story is every single one of those people says something different. Right, because everyone's memory is... I can't with people's memories. Yeah, no one no uh, one gets it right. I just can't. <laughs> I can't deal with these people. So Gypsy takes the stand in such an unflattering pantsuit. Um, and no diss to the pantsuit, but this is a really unflattering pantsuit. And she says it was just a casual affair... Sometimes they just talked. They didn't even have sex. Okay, I buy that. The day after Michelle died, she sent him a photo that was a little bit suggestive. What? I don't remember this. What are you talking about? And she's on the stand. And the prosecutor says, the day after Michelle died, you texted him a photo. What is that photo? And she says, it's a little bit suggestive. And he says, it shows your buttocks. Ew. She's like, yes. So she's totally downplaying everything about their relationship. This was the day after Michelle died. She sent him a photo of her butt. I'm going to. And she says that's a little bit suggestive. I'm going to say this. Gypsy and Martin are perfect for each other. Perfect for each other. (laughs) Because they they are both sociopaths. That literally think the world revolves around them. I don't know how they get along is the weird thing. Right. They maybe just feed off each other's energy somehow. Maybe she's more sycophantic. She is. She is. She is towards him. She defers to Um, Martin. But I think she fakes it because I think she wants items. She wants money. Right. Well, I I thought in one of the episodes they interviewed her sister. And her sister thinks that she's a sociopath and says that she is scared of her and says that she thinks she's capable of absolutely anything and always has been that way since she was a kid. I have no doubt. I have no doubt of that at all. That sounds 100% correct to me. Yeah. But again, my memory, not sure, but that is my memory that it was either on the 2020 or the other dateline. Someone tell us. I'll have you listened it. to? Have I could you be thinking? To, I could be thinking about a totally other different case. Have you listened to so. any podcasts on this? Mm, oh, okay. No, because I feel like I've seen the Dateline twenty thousand times see. and the twenty twenty. Okay. Um, so she's trying to minimize the affair. So they make her read letters from prison that they wrote each other, which were just net, just just love, yes, just correct. gross, just lovey dovey, gross lovers stuff. So. They the cops aren't sure if they that she was involved in the murder, but they think without a doubt that she was a co-conspirator and knew something. And yeah. I mean they do. You said you changed your mind on it. We'll get to that, I guess. Oh. You said you 
weren't sure how much she knew. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think you pretty much knew. just covered it. I don't it. think she's a dumb no, girl. No, I think that I think that you could believe that Martin was the mastermind behind the whole thing and it was all his idea and it would be easy to see that because Martin is obviously very smart and a sociopath. But then Right, and he's a lot older than her. My view on Gypsy switched the minute she takes the stand and opens her mouth. I'm like, oh, no, you knew. And just the whole time with this little smile. This smirk. And I'm like, something. She's trying to flirt with the prosecutor. Awful has happened. Something awful. Mm -hmm. And they show her outside the court and doing her. Oh, I'm going to get to that. This is so good. Yes. So she testifies first in the ugly beige pantsuit. I'm kind of skipping. I don't remember the pantsuit. It's Sorry, really and I think every time you say pantsuit, I'm thinking jumpsuit, and I'm like, I have no memory of her being in a jumpsuit. No. Why would you think pa- jumpsuit? I don't know. I don't know. 2016 was the year of the pantsuit, but this, because of Hillary. Yeah, but this is not 2016 that this trial is taking place. No, but I'm saying we just had the year of the pantsuit. So why would you think jumpsuit? Are you thinking juicy couture? No. Like the matching? No, that's a sweatsuit. Terry that's Club? a sweatsuit. I'm thinking jumpsuit, a, jump a one suit? piece where you zip up, like an Elvis thing. Are you serious? You don't know that there's like fashionable jumpsuits? Well, yeah, there's the new. That's the new look they're now. In, the black ones that are super in. They are yes, impossible I know that. to go to the bathroom. You have to disrobe. Oh, I'm you have sure. to disrobe. You might as well wear one of those stadium pals or whatever because you're not. You're getting naked. A stadium pal. Is that what that's called? Where you strap it to your leg? It's disgusting. And no one's doing that. And I'm. It's like a girl thing. Yeah, I don't think it's right. It makes it so you can go to the I don't bathroom. That's right. Get right. about all this. All right, keep press on. So first, you- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. She testifies in the ugly beige pantsuit, then in this purple velvet one. Did you see that? It's not velvet. Yeah, it was. I don't think it's velvet, but it's purple. It was velvety. I'm not convinced you know what velvet is. I'm not convinced you're a nice friend. Why? Because I don't go along with it? I don't want you to be yeah. embarrassed in public. You should just oh. nod and go, Sh- yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, I was terrible. She looked like Prince. <laughs> Thank you. She so the camera's... Like a, she looked like a Violet Beauregard. Oh, I hate that movie. No, I can't. No. Violet, you're turning yeah. Violet, Violet. There you go. No, I don't like it. Stop. Stop. So the cameras follow her to the elevator after she takes the stand, and she's acting like this damsel in distress and she says oh my gosh that was just that i'm shaking that was so nerve-wracking and they're like what taking the stand and she says well just being in court i mean i've never even had more than a speeding ticket you literally just got out of jail for this fraud fraud. thing you were in jail lying sack like we don't know about that does she think that the Oh, no, she thinks she's the most clever, the prettiest, the best all around. She's she's the winner of all the awards. Great yeah, job, Gypsy. Can't. Yeah. She's, I think, for sure a pathological liar, too. Because the way it just came out. No, she's a complete out, sociopath. So, 
It's she's, not yeah. even a question. Yeah. So she, yeah, just, I can't, okay. I mean, I get very upset at her. Liar, liar, ugly pantsuit on fire. <laughs> That's what I have That's to say about fair. her. Thank you. So then this other lady takes the stand and she said she had an affair with Martin pre-Gypsy, which we knew he had had affairs because, like, because the girls had done research. But specifically with her, he had talked about how to overdose someone and make it look like they had had a heart attack in a way that was natural and not detectable in an autopsy. Was it too much potassium? Something like hmm. that. Something that would break down in the body and would just look like a, a vitamin. That makes sense. That could be. If it was mixed with drugs, but that were under in the legal limit of those drugs, you know, like I don't know. I had something to say about this the second the second lady, but I don't remember. All right. Never mind. So she was more age appropriate, I think. Than oh, Gypsy that's what I had that's Martin. actually what I had to say. Were you surprised that so we should yeah. say that um, I don't know if we've mentioned how young Gypsy is. She's very young, right? Or she looks but very so, young. But so so was um, well, Michelle's ten years younger than Martin because it was okay. a little bit scandalous when they got married. Her family was mm, not into mm-hmm. it. Like all of a sudden, she mm. married this guy who was very right. controlling. But Michelle's very very blonde and very pretty, and both yeah. of these mistresses and these are brunette, brunettes that they yeah. parade out, and not like oh, I'm sometimes a brunette. Like no, they're full on brunettes. What's the you difference know what I'm between full on brunettes and there's a lot of brunettes that brunette. get there's a lot of brunettes that get highlights and so enough highlights sometimes and they're blonde right and then right. oh but they're a brunette no these were women who were rock, rocking their brunetteness right these are brunettes for life yeah yeah brown eyed girls yeah I was good. always jealous of that I was that gonna say B for L B for L what is that what's B for L B for are you what are you saying I was trying to do an acronym, B4L, brunette for life. Oh, well, that could just as easily stand for blonde for life, Yeah, it did. And I realized that as soon as I said it, so I don't... Oh, Katie. (laughs) All right. Okay. So then what happens? Who takes the stand next? Um... Alexis takes the stand next. There we go. And when she's raising her hand to swear in, she's like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She's like glaring. Mm -hmm. She's so just warrior princess. And they totally try to take her down. The defense tries to make her look like a liar. And it is, to me, like a very small discrepancy. It doesn't seem like enough. And that's literally all they have, it seems. Or that's all the show on Dateline. Sorry, what? That she had said that her mom was feeling fine before she died in the police reports. But they have audio of her at the funeral saying that she had talked to her mom and she was okay, but she was feeling a little sick. And they're saying, well, there it is. You're a liar because you first said she was feeling fine. And then you said she was feeling a little sick. And that's a huge difference. And they're saying she was feeling a little sick because she was about to die of natural causes. So there mm-hmm. was no murder. And she holds up under the scrutiny and she just says, I don't really remember what I said at that time. I don't remember her saying she felt a little sick. So I remember now that she was fine. Yeah. And that's what she had said to the police originally, too, that her mm-hmm. mom had said she was fine. I cannot tell you how long they spend on this. In the oh, trial. I'm sure. I'm sure. Because that's all they had. Yeah. Otherwise, her character seems indisputable. Like, she's a 
No, they have a few things. They have her like writing down the medications is a big deal. Her because she wrote down everything her mom was taking. Yeah, why in this little booklet? Right. But then the booklet's missing, and then oh, is it a green Zyrtec notepad or is it a little black book? Which one was it? I mean, they they really try to get her, and I'm like, look, the the jury's not going to care. The jury cares about the fact that she was taking care of her mom literally up until 12 hours before her mom died, and she was in med school. This is yeah. her field, and yeah. she loved her mom. That's why she was writing down the med. No one is thinking she's the murderer. So oh, no. by making it look like what she lost a notebook or she hid a notebook or she, whatever, yeah. he's the one who flushed the pills down the toilet. Right. I mean, there's really nothing bad that you could say. I think about her. So they bring in like I got a little. They brought in a schlubby medical examiner, and then they bring in an old man medical examiner, and they both can't determine the cause. They both won't say that it was a homicide. Right. In one of the other... Oh, did I skip ahead? Um, so, okay. I think it's... Um, I'll talk about this later. Uh, the jury finds Martin guilty, and... It's really dramatic and the daughters and the aunt are screaming and they're crying and they're so relieved and they've been fighting for years. And then Martin has to be douchey again. (laughs) And he's, oh, he he tells his lawyers, you know, I respect my daughters for what they did. Not because I'm a murderer, but because they thought I was a murderer. And so I would expect them to fight that hard in what they believe in. And Keith is like, that's what he told you. And the lawyer's like, yes. Like, isn't that, doesn't that make him such a good man? <laughs> like, rolling my eyes out of my head because I can't. Yeah. He is sentenced to 17 years to life. And then there was kind of an update, which I did not know. I totally did not know this. And I've seen this episode a lot, but it just happened in 2017. He killed himself in prison last year. Yeah. And I kind of feel like, I don't know what his life was like in prison, but I do know he was an egomaniac and a narcissist. And I don't know. Hmm. I don't feel bad for him at all. Um, No. But I, yeah. I don't, and I kind of want to know. I think what he's a narcissist, and he wanted to die on his own terms. That's kind of what I was trying not to say. Unfortunately, because I don't want to say that everyone who kills themselves is a narcissist. No, which is not true not. at all. Well, of course not. But we've just described this man. Right. Who, yeah. I, I feel mean, like he his reputation was taken away, and now his freedom was taken away, and so he was like. I'm going to, you know. Right. I mean, this is a man who never practiced law. He went to law school to say that he was a doctor and a yeah, lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. He's, and he's, I feel like part of him probably thought he would maybe become a big man on campus in prison. And maybe. I feel like maybe that didn't happen. And he I was maybe not getting respect that he deserved in prison. I don't think he's able to control men in the same way that he was able to control women. Right. And so there's in the other dateline, they go more into this. Again, it could be the 2020 where the girls talk specifically about how he was not as liked as their mom was right? by neighbors, by people, their friends. They thought he seemed a little arrogant and they felt like they were constantly having to apologize for them, which is funny because in the episode they talk mostly about how much they loved him and how he was a great dad 
and at home and how she became a doctor because of him. Because I think mm-hmm. it, with the family, he wasn't like this. But when they went out in public, he would brag about everything. That he was a doctor and that he was a lawyer and that he was so big in the church. And they were constantly having to, like, apologize for him. I think he was a pretty bad dad, too. Well, they don't say that. But, yeah, I would assume so. I mean, he left one of his daughters in the Ukraine and stole her Mm -hmm. identity. And then he sexually abused another one. Which one? One of the younger ones? He was convicted after this conviction for um, sexually abusing Alexis. Alexis. Yeah, after the mom died. (gasps) See, I want to hear For sexual assault. So she says something. Did they talk about it in the trial? No, he had a completely separate. She takes him to court again for sexually, for sexually, um, yeah, for sexual assault. When she was a kid? No, after, after her, their mom died. (gasps) She was laying in the mom's bed and an event happened and she was like, nope. Yep. That's weird. Look it up. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was also convicted for that. So his 17 year sentence got added to it. Wow. Because Alexis took him to court again. And then also, like, there was some sort of... should be a two-hour episode. There's all sorts of stuff. So he is... Yeah, no, this is... He's a bad man. That's why I love this story so much. I feel like they... This... I feel like he should be as famous... This case should be as famous as, like, Jodi Arias or something, you know? Or Scott Peterson. Like, this story is so twisted. And he's an evil man. Yeah. And he, and he got justice. And I like that. Yeah. I like that everything turned out right. I feel awful that these girls were robbed of their mom. Yeah. I'm glad they have each other. Yeah, definitely. But um, then he was like, you know, he was like running around like while the paramedics and everyone were there and saying, I gave so much money to the church and this is what it gets me to the Mormon church. That. See, it's so, oh my gosh. Well, the paramedics did say he was acting erratic, crazy. Yeah. Um, there's two parts in one of the other datelines or in the 2020 that I missed. I cannot remember which one it was. But no, I think it's in the 2020 because it's a female reporter and she asks Alexis, she says, why didn't your mom push your dad and like confront him about the affair? And Alexis says, she did. And the reporter says, well, what happened? And Alexis says, well, she she died. Like, literally, it happened right then, you know? It like, happened, like, two weeks before. Like, she, yeah. he said, get the plastic surgery the day yeah, after. Yeah, the next day. Yeah. Um, and then, I can't, again, can't remember, but they ask her, they say, if you're saying that your dad did this, then you're also saying that he sent your six-year-old little sister into the house to find the body. And Alexis says, I think that's exactly what he did. Yeah. And he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Yeah. He's a sociopath. He yeah. does not care. Yeah. Sick man. Sick. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, Is there anything else you wanted that I missed that you needed to speak about? If you you want to watch the trial... Yeah. Where did you the see The trial it? is good. It's all on YouTube. Okay. It's in a bazillion parts. It's like a 13-day trial. Mm-hmm. But I watched almost all of it. The last thing I watched was actually Damien, the son who commits suicide, his girlfriend. Mm. And she's talking about flushing the pills down the toilet. Mm. So it goes into a lot of... I mean, you get all the detail. And you didn't notice the beige pantsuit. I haven't watched Gypsy yet. Ah. Uh. 
I've seen what is on Dateline, and I've seen her rebuttal. I saw her last. They bring her back at the end, and she's just she's a mess like she's she's evil too you just feel it yeah. and then her mom is on the stand Ooh. i watched her mom and like they so maybe i am right that i did see the sister being interviewed maybe because the mom is there from wyoming and talking about how they would come visit and they had an engagement party for them oh so twisted no it's so the whole thing is but so the mom twisted. totally then, thinks she's evil too so does 2020 say anything no, no. The mom doesn't necessarily say that. But keep in mind, this is a trial, so it's so frustrating to watch because they're so limited in what they can ask. Because mm. it's just objection, objection. Right. The defense attorney, I can't. Also, I, I got to say something. Just if you're a lawyer, if you're a trial lawyer, you can't. He has a higher pitched voice. Mm. That's a shame. And he sort of takes these big, long pauses and just is not. He's just. You can tell he sort of thinks he's getting one over. He's like a kid that's kind of in a suit, you feel like, almost. And I'm just, why did Martin let him represent him? Uh, Martin seems like the type of guy who would represent himself. I, I mean, know. like all these other douchebags we see. Well, and then there's also a And he's female, actually a lawyer. There's a female defense attorney who's just a pit bull in Manolo's to steal from Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. But seriously, like she is, she's out for blood and she's great. Good. And she's good. And she like, she, I mean, no, it's not good. She's the defense. Oh, I thought you said she was but the like, no, she's No, she's the other one on the team. But I'm like, why is he, they're even letting this other guy go up. He's oh. not. He, I just, at me, watching the trial now, trying to imagine myself on the jury and be like, ugh. So, I mean, you have to, did Martin really think that he was going to, win i mean it's not a very strong case that's true it was really all like but it's it's highly circumstantial but they also can't tell you how she died right they can't tell you for sure how she died so you don't really even know that it's a murder right i mean it's sort of crazy yeah you just hate this guy so much by the end of the trial right like this man who like Pretended he was religious and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, all this stuff. But I guarantee you they had three people from the LDS church on that. Probably it was in Utah. It's in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. It's right outside Salt Lake. Yeah. So they had people from, I think he worked at Brigham Young at the university. I think that's where one of his jobs was. Yeah. No, it's a whole. Well, you also know he faked being sick, right? No, did he, he pretended he cancer? had cancer? Oh yeah, he has a cane, and then like the cane goes away, and then the cane reappears. Uh, it's a whole, whole thing. He's one of these. He's one of these. Just like in Diabolical, the girl who right. did it to Michelle. Oh, another Michelle. Ugh. That girl, she faked cancer too. What's wrong with people? Sociopaths. Yeah, they don't care. It doesn't mean anything to them. Right. Yeah. Even if they've had a family member who's had cancer, it doesn't mean. Yeah. What do you what do you have for B roll? Um, there's a lot of old pictures of Michelle and Martin, and yes, then Alexis is looking at loose photos on a picnic table outside. That's good. Why do they do that? Who does that? I'm gonna look at these loose leaf photos in a park. Where do you want her to be at her old house? 
at her current inside. Like, I don't know anyone who... They could blow she's away just, in the wind. They're not in frames. You're way too hard on this. They're just... she's. You would have made fun of her if they were in frames. You would have been like, who takes framed pictures because to a park? Because who does that? No one. Just let her have I'm that. not blaming her. I'm blaming the Dateline people who thought this up. Well, that's just foolish. Because they are our Correct. bread and they butter. They are our bread and butter. <laughs> They are the reason that you and I are talking right now, so you hesh Well, it. this was an older episode, and Mankey has said they do less of that now, but... It's true. I still think they do quite a bit of it. But I think oh, it, they just sort of expect it now. Like, it's sort of... They know. The bingo cards. They, true. <laughs> they're, but this was a long... This was an older episode. Anyways, I lo- no, I love Dateline, and I love Alexis. I would never say anything bad about Alexis. I think she's awesome. Alexis is great. She's my hero. Seriously. Actually, all those daughters on the stand are great. Oh, Even good. Rachel, who I feel like I was a little harsh about. I'm I'm only harsh because I know you would have been harsh. And she was the one that I had to kind of. And also, I felt bad. Like, all the rest of them watching them be stoic is is good. And you feel good. And then you watch Rachel and you're like, this destroyed that girl's life. Yeah. This just has destroyed her. Yeah. And it's hard to watch. Yeah. I mean, I just think it destroyed the whole family. It destroyed the son. They make him come down and do a demonstration by the tub, and she's just shaking her head. And I'm like, get that girl out of there. Do not make her do the tub demonstration. Who? They make Rachel do the tub demonstration? mm -hmm, But she mm -hmm. wasn't there. Because her dad forced her. He walked her through what happened. Oh, God. No, he's bad. There's there's a lot going on. I did learn about a little bit about Mormons. Do you know they wear things called garments? Like a garment is like a piece of clothing, right? But you know they have religious garments. Yes, I did know that. I didn't know that. I knew that because of, I believe, the Jody Arias thing. Um, or they... another dateline. But they wear like a shirt. Yes. Because of specific. Uh-huh. Okay. Underneath. Hmm. And I think they wear special things underneath on the bottom too. Interesting. Um. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Um. I again, we could be so wrong. You're probably right. I'm probably wrong. About what? I don't know what we're talking about. Garments? Yeah. No, I'm asking you to explain, and you're explaining. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna sound really dumb, so I'm not gonna it's say. It's not a right or wrong situation. I think there's special like tops and bottoms underneath, like an extra layer of protection. That, they definitely are, that, but I just I was. They kept saying garments in the in the thing, and they don't explain, which also led me to believe that there are definitely a lot of Mormons, Mormons on that jury. Yeah. yeah. Again, not all Mormons are murderers, but no, but they're going to convict this guy. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I just want to say we're not saying anything bad about Mormons. No, I'm not saying anything bad about Mormons. I'm curious about what the garments are and what their purpose is. I don't know anything about this. I think it's an extra level of modesty, maybe for something for you and God. And it's like what's closest to your skin is like a something, an extra layer that goes right against your skin. I guess I was just surprised that a married woman is wearing garments. It seemed like something that maybe you would do before right. you lose your virginity. I don't know. I'll have to look into it. I'm okay. curious. Okay. Um, no, I have nothing against Mormons. All of my friends growing up were Mormons. I lived right next to a Mormon church, and sometimes they live right near their their temple uh-oh, or their stake uh-huh. center is, I think, what it's called. But, yeah. A state center? Steak. Steak? Yeah, they have steak dances. Sorry, like steak like the meat? Steak. 
I think it's S T A. Like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Look it up. Like steak, like a steak through your Google heart. Google it. Google it. Right oh, now. like put down a steak. Put lay your steak in something. If you're not going to Google it, I am. That makes sense. Lay claim to something. Lay put your lay your steak something. That makes sense. Don't don't say that. Hold on. That's what I think that word means. Oh, here's an article on Skylar Niece because I was looking up all that stuff. Okay. Steak dance Mormon. Okay, here we go. Yeah, because I always wanted to go to the steak dances. How to put on a great steak dance. Hmm. New Era Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is S-T-A-K-E. S-T-A-K-E. Yeah, so like steak. Like a piece of wood. Mm -hmm. Okay. Steak Center LDS. There you go. Interesting. I think it's what maybe they call their church. Their home steak. Um... Quotes of the week, uh, the hidden sins of, well, you'll see. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Again, kind of breaking the fourth wall like Mank did that time. Mm-hmm. You haven't been watching enough Dateline. Um, then this one was kind of puzzling to me. Can you ever really see the truth of the face in the mirror? So yourself? Oh, you are the face in the Can mirror. Can you see the truth in yourself, Kimberly? In yourself. Do you see? But then... It, but I think he's trying to ask if you ever can know anyone else, like your marriage partner. Can So are they standing next to you in the mirror? Are you brushing your teeth at the same time, maybe? And then that's what he's saying? Next time I stand next to you in a mirror, I'm going to look for the truth. And I'll tell <laughs> can you. you ever really see the truth? I'm going to tell you what I find. the face also, in the mirror. is this the never-ending story? Is that what Atreyu does at the end? He has to, that's his final trial. He has to look in that mirror. And see what he sees. I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never seen it. You've never seen The NeverEnding Story? No, it scares me too much. There's that horse in the quicksand, and I was like, nope, Oh, yeah, that's really rough. I am out. That's early, too. Can't. No. No, thank you. Is that early? I try you. Oh. I don't know who that is. People used to say Griffey looked like Falcor. Oh. I know. Um, Well, you can't watch it now. Okay. Yeah, now I definitely can. Yeah, no. Um, precious moments for me, Damien. Yeah, that was really sad. That was really sad. Um, MVP, the daughters for sure, mm-hmm. and that cop guy. Mm-hmm. I like the cop guy. Um, I didn't really have a loser besides the two losers. Um, uh, what about Gypsy Willis? That she's one of the two losers. Oh, okay, but she's she's not the murderer, so she is. I consider her basically an accomplice all right i see okay i i i refuse to believe she did not think it was weird that she was getting to move in with this guy right after his wife died mysteriously yeah and didn't think he did it or was not part of it can i ask you a question really quick it's a follow-up on something we've discussed before gypsy willis has mistress face yeah she does we talked about this before from that one lady in that one episode she has the little dog do you remember bonnie and the nails bonnie bonnie we thought maybe had mistress face i thought she reminded me more of kelly because of the constant smile Mm. over things that were very sad true like she was trying to hypnotize the person she was talking to. I want like flirty. I want you to watch the trial just because of Rachel's testimony when that whole thing happens when she meets them out front of the church, out front of the uh-huh. temple. Uh-huh. You need to see that. Oh, I okay. That's amazing. That is the most amazing thing and she just wants her to go away and she's making these faces like 
the <laughs> whole time. Even when like, and she's really annoyed when the defense is asking her about it. And, and then they like, maybe approach the bench and they go and talk to the judge and she, and they still have the camera on her and she's, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like repeating the question. And then <laughs> it's a whole, you gotta, you gotta just watch Rachel's testimony on that. Yeah. She's so mad. It's oh, pretty good. I love it. Um, Brand's unhappy being on Dateline and are now associated with murder. LDS. Oh, yeah. You don't think? Yeah. I gave so much money to that church. Yeah. Lord, I thought I was your boy. They had him give a speech about what it feels like to be, like, dying to a Sunday school class. And the, the daughters were there, like Alexis and Rachel were there, and Michelle was there, and he was talking about what it feels like to have cancer. Oh my god, I hate him. He's so much. really a piece of work. Yeah, yeah he's, he's pretty oh gnarly. No, he's like on the level of mystery man, and he lied about everything. Like he's not quite that bad, but he kind of is. Like spinning. He this, did just a lifetime filled with lies and deceit. Absolutely, that just come unraveled. Mm-hmm. Um, if you listen to our Patreon episode, still 360 oh spider God, webs gross. of lies. Still don't know how he killed her, though. Well, I think you're right. I think it was something like a potassium overdose mixed with pain meds, something like that, where you would just write it off as, well, the pain meds are what we're looking at, and they're at a normal level. Right. So, and the, whatever. The CPR was a big deal, I'll tell you that. The fact that she expelled water when the paramedics yeah. came and she hadn't yeah. before. Yeah. That was a big problem. And then the, the neighbor's testimony was pretty damning. The neighbors were both really good and really remembered. Yes. I've seen theirs on either the 2020 or the other they day. Were, they were great. I liked them. Yeah. I liked them too. Um, the fashion police, we're just going to have to, you're going to have to talk about it later when you look more closely at the beige pantsuit. And the velour pantsuit. And the ve- red velvet. Oh, I thought it was purple velvet. I mean purple velvet pantsuit. Um, alternative theories. I I don't know. Gypsy might have been more further involved. I don't know. Just gypsy. Just gypsy, period. No, because he's such a narcissist. He would flip on her in a second. He would not Maybe. Take she flips her. on him pretty hard. She's like, yeah, yeah. I kind of loved him. Because ultimately, so narcissists only care, only about, care about themselves. So great job. Yeah. You too. Um, I don't really have any uh, titles except <gasps> for Brigham Young's Angels because I thought the three of them felt like Charlie's Angels. Oh, okay. B4L. I'm gonna try. Lawns for life. I'm gonna try to make it work. B4L. I don't know what it is. It sounds familiar to me. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, I've got some really bad titles. <laughs> you know what? I don't think I did Twitter. Oh no. I just don't think I did it. Are you serious? I swear, I just think I completely forgot. So we're going to have to add it on later. All right, here we no, go. No, I just, we're skipping it. I didn't do it. Well, I apo- apologies all Sorry, around, everybody. everyone. I had heat stroke. You did have heat stroke. But you're about to get... I literally just forgot and literally just now realized that I did not check Twitter. Like, just now. Mm. I'm sorry. I did the whole recap. It's true. With heat stroke. Thank you. For an episode you've seen 16 times. Well, yeah, but I still had to type it out. I understand it. I just it had to do while. one. I remember. It's it was rough. a lot of work. <laughs> okay. Are you ready feel for this? feel bad for me. I do. Yes, I feel I'm bad ready. for you. Okay. My bad ones include disease of the heart, 
Murder by Natural Causes. That's it. Oh, that's good. I like Murder by Natural Causes. Okay, but are you ready for the title? Okay. I'm scared. More money, more problems. Oh my god. Because <laughs> of more, more money. Um, so that'll do it for us. We're just <laughs> really glad I didn't do Twitter. You're just too proud of yourself. And I literally, I wrote mic drop afterwards. <laughs> as soon as I came up with that one, I was like, oh, good. That's it. That's the oh, one. God. But keep in mind for our Patreon episode that's either released before this or released right after the secrets in the suburbs. I had no alternative titles. It was rough for me. So I yeah. came back with a, with a, ex- not even a bang, with an explosion, more money, more problems. So no, no Twitter. Do you have anything else you'd like to say in this extremely long episode? No, I have, I have nothing. That's great. You guys, thank you so much for listening. And make sure you check out our Patreon page and our, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook because we have fun conversations all week long. And, and please, Sean G's fa- Facebook page is, too. He's the best. So please stay cool, everybody. Don't get heat stroke. Don't get more money because you'll have more problems. Thank you, Kimberly. Okay. And don't watch alone. Watch with Gypsy Rose. No. Gypsy. No. Don't Lynch. watch with any of the gypsies. Don't watch alone. All the gypsies are bad news. How about don't watch alone and just try not to be a sociopath? Sure. Try to care about others. This is a learning. This is a learning episode. The more you know. The more men you know. <laughs> Why are we friends? <laughs> <laughs>